welcome to What'd You Do This Weekend? What'd You Do This Weekend? What'd You Do This Weekend? With Hillary Campbell and Derek Bachelman. We're two hilarious people and obviously best friends, but we live on opposite ends of the country, so we like don't know what the other person did this weekend. And every Monday we're here to ask the age-old question, what'd you do this weekend? It's like the one true equalizer. Weekends and death. Death, taxes, and weekends. Yes, literally we should make shirts. Listen as we have literally amazing guests each week to tell us about their weekends. And sometimes they're the same as us, but sometimes they're totally different. Maggie Smith's Downton Abbey character once asked, what is a weekend? And we're here to answer the poor woman. Okay, so Derek, I have a big question for you. What'd you do this weekend? (laughs) Well. Tell me where you were. Okay. Friday night. Great. Emotionally. And I'm not like, you need to like be out of the club. I'm like, where were you emotionally when work ended on Friday? I am the type of person that will plan something. I tend to pack my weekends with stuff. Nothing exciting, but I pack it with stuff. And so Friday nights are don't, normally... Don't downgrade, don't downgrade yourself like that. <laughs> I'm Thank not you. an exciting person, so please don't expect me to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to set expectations. No. Yeah. I do feel like Friday nights for me, like Friday evenings tend to be like a little bit more stressful than like relieved the more I think about it because I do plan like a lot like my weekend starts Friday night I am using that Friday night so I think my memory was (laughs) work ended and I was like Alex we have like an hour to get dinner before our movie so it was like a mad dash uh to get in the area oh my god okay so then what did that conversation how did that conversation like go you know It was me texting Alex while I was working, being like, you better be ready to go. It was an aggressive text. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, uh, yeah, it it clearly sounds aggressive. I feel like that's just who I am in my texting. (laughs) Well, absolutely. We all have our text, um, we all have our text uh, tone. We all have our text. I, I say, for me, it's my alter ego, actually. Do you feel like, do you feel like your text, like, personality matches your actual personality because mine doesn't mine does not at all i feel like text derek is a better version a more direct version of derek i don't know if there but is it better like to be more that's the big question then is to be more direct is that better i don't know i feel like it depends i I think it depends on the situation because i feel like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's sort of like i cushion what i want or what i need or what my directive is in so much like stuff to sort of soften what I'm really asking or like, you know, butter up that it's sort of refreshing just to be like, this is what I need. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I want. That is true. I mean, it, it is, it's obviously easier over text. Like if you needed to someone, if you needed to hire a hitman, you'd do it over text. I don't know if I would. I feel like those are, those records are too easy, <laughs> easy to I guess to, you'd like, get caught really fast. Yeah, no, I mean, you'd get caught really fast if you didn't go over text. But I'm just, like, imagining you just, like, if you had to hire a hitman in person and you're buttering it up, you know? You're like, listen, first of all, I have, like, I have a really good reason to ask you, okay? I I'm, I want you to know I'm hiring you because this person really upset me and I don't want you to think they didn't do anything to me. And so when I ask you, I don't want you to be mad at me. <laughs> 
literally though, I feel like I would cushion it in so much justification that I wasn't a bad person that the person would just get frustrated mm -hmm. and probably just like turn me in. Yeah, well, they wouldn't want to do the job for you. Okay, so you so you text their uh, you know text their you're Derek. You text your husband. Derek has a husband. Everyone, his name's Alex. So you and then did you already know what food you wanted, or were you like? Yes. What do you want? Did, <laughs> did you put it on Alex? I didn't put it on Alex. I will say a lot of the times I will put it on Alex because he seems to care more about it. As I'm happy as long as I can order a drink and eat. Alex is the person who's more like eating is an experience. <laughs> oh my God. We have, we're with the same person. Uh, we know this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we know, know this that. emotionally. Listeners. Yeah. So I too don't care except frank would be in the corner going you do fucking care because i <laughs> shut things down all the time um yeah. because i'm picky i'm picky and yet but i'm not into food and so that's like a a weird emotional area for me and that's and like frank is very into food so i do i do try to put it on him as well because he Unless I'm like, I only want to eat nachos, you know, and I can only eat nachos tonight. And that's like, don't tell me I'm not going to eat nachos tonight. Um, but Frank cares about food. So as does Alex. So, okay. So Alex, he knew, did he know what he wanted to eat or was it like, no, was so like, here's, oh, here's the twist is that this weekend fell on one of our very few like monthly routines. Um, is that, I love a routine. I love a routine. I mean, I do too, especially one that's very like, we can or we can't do it, which is my favorite type of event to be committed to. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Non-committal non is, non is, um, is an identity of our generation. So what we do is we, once a month, we will go to Fred 62 um, in Los Feliz. And in Los Feliz, it's a diner. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. Great diner food. They also have beer and cider, so. <laughs> Okay, so you went to Fred 62? Because right across the street is the movie theater. Uh, mm -hmm. Street. Exactly, yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe you remember that. You haven't lived here in so long and you remember that. I know, and yeah, um, you know people say I'm a photographic. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I don't have a photograph. That's I always say that in a Law & Order episode. They're like, oh, do you have a photographic memory? And the person's like, yeah, I actually do. Thanks for noticing. Very helpful. Like, there's a lot of is. Law & Order photographic memory um <laughs> so basically once a month they do something called friday night frights where they play an older sort of like horror film um friday night at like 10 p.m which is normally i would say too late to start a movie for <laughs> me <laughs> but i you know it's one of those like communal sort of ex theater experiences where the audience is so loud that it just like wakes you up so it's like no matter how tired i am at 10 p.m if I'm going to this, I like know it will be like a shot of energy, just, you know, feeling that. Yeah, well, I think that's, I mean, because horror can do that for you. A hundred percent. You know, the, you can't go watch a drama at 10 p.m. I guess you could do a comedy, but I think um, the fear of God gets you more excited than laughter. And I that's, will... I can't believe I said that because I'm big on laughter, but. I know, you're going to. But the fear of God is really so I will say it was not scary in the traditional sense, and it rarely is. Okay. Um, it was called The Nest. So it was one of those uh, like Roger Corman flicks from like the 80s, I think. Um, mm. It was basically if what if Jaws was about giant like cockroaches? <laughs> in a world where in a world Jaws where. was so, a cockroach. Like, 
it's Jaws if Brody was a dick and never buttoned his shirt. Uh, okay. If Hooper was a mad scientist and if Quint was a stoner exterminator. And it worked somehow. <laughs> I mean, wow. Okay. First of all, I have to say I would be more scared of a giant cockroach than a shark, I think. Like, that would horrify me. I'd, I'd roll me over in my grave. How did they do the animatronics on that? So like, yeah, this is one of the few things I will give the movie credit for is they do like that first they're just like normal bugs, you know, and then mm -hmm. as the movie builds up, the roaches start to like combine themselves with like random victims. And it's like weird, <gasps> like animatronic, like it's really actually the saving grace of this movie is in the last act where we start to see like roach cat where it's like half skinned cat and half giant roach. <laughs> mm -mm. I love scary movies, but this is actually this, I'm gonna, just based on the information I'm getting, this goes too far for me. <laughs> this sounds like a New Yorker cartoon. Like instead of Godzilla coming through the city, it's a, I'm, I'll draw this later. This is funny. It's well, a giant cockroach. <laughs> like that's every New Yorker nightmare, no? Like, I feel I'm, like sorry, you're I onto just, something. I in my pants because I saw a giant cockroach. Yeah, I don't love cockroaches either. I don't know. There's something so... What I don't like about them is how fast they move. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. Exactly. I don't like any bugs. But the fact is, they go too fast for me. I, like, freak out. Okay, but you don't like any bugs, and yet you have a snake. So, it, riddle me that. <laughs> well, one of those things was sort of like... <laughs> package deal with my husband that I <laughs> uh -huh. did uh -huh. find, I mean I don't know I think that Ricky I learned to love him and now he is my literal son and I love him more than anything but I also think there's okay, something yes. different listeners, like listeners Eric has a small snake named Ricky who gets in bed with him and watches Riverdale so yes, I'm yeah. outing you on that alone he loves CW shows and I do not know why <laughs> So, like, long story short, it's like if your weekend starts with Roach Cat, I feel like it's hard yeah. to sort of match that energy the other two days. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Of course, I had like a reverse thing. Like, so, so my Friday, first of all, work was over and I went to Bar Method at 4 30 because um, I, I love exercising. So I did that. And, but then, so I'll say that weekend really started post Bar Method. And I walked and I knew I wasn't going to do anything Friday night. So I was really excited about it. You know, I was like, I'm going to be on the couch, you know, watching TV, eating Lord knows what. I actually don't remember what I ate, which is so I'm sorry to share that with you. But but um, I watched I started watching The Dropout. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. OK. I started watching The Dropout and I just like. It's it's great. First of all, I love Amanda Seyfried. I've loved her since she was on Big Love. Icon as a love young her. girl. I love her in Mamma Mia. I'm I I'm I, I think she's perfect for the role and she's everything's awesome. But I was just like the the character of Elizabeth Holmes is like fascinating because I feel like we're coming. I'm emotionally coming off this moment where I binged um, Inventing Anna, and then I'm like, really I halfway through stop. that right now. Oh my god, you are? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying that's like a great show. It's just that Anna Delby's this amazing character. Totally. But, I feel like, I agree. So like watching Inventing, Inventing Anna, I was like, I can't stop doing the accent. You know, like I'm, I'm <laughs> and everyone I talk to, I'm like, how could you do this to me? You know, like I can't <laughs> stop doing it. 
but but the elizabeth holmes thing is like clearly there's this whole voice involved in it and yet i don't want to ever do that voice ever like i was like i don't i don't want to be it's not funny for me to be like hey frank how you doing like like it's not i don't i i'm i'm baffled that like like but it doesn't get the laughter basically and then i'm like is that because it's that, like is that a sad truth because it's masculine is like mm-hmm. why I don't find it funny. Interesting. And then when I messed up for that thought, you know, I don't know. I but feel it doesn't, like, like I'm I'm into it. I feel like we're having two characters come out on TV where like women have insane voices. <laughs> I will say though, but, I feel like what I love about Anna Delvey is just like how petty it all is, right? There's like something whiny oh, it's and hilarious good. how petty it is. And like it, she's being petty over seventy thousand, like that. It's, it's, <laughs> Honestly, you can't, goals. Be, you can't be petty over that. Like I, the, I, it's like it's being petty over things that are the opposite of being petty. Like if like someone's trying to split the check, and you're like, actually, you owe fourteen and I owe seventeen. But like <laughs> if it was like seventeen thousand, you know? Oh my god! But that voice, you know, you're like, I can't believe that you're bothering me about this. I do it to Frank all the time now. And like all my friends are like. Why won't you just pay? You know I'm going to pay you back. And there's people that are better at it than me, but I'm like oddly confident in my voice. But you know, I'm going to say this right now. I don't know if there are people are better. Like I'm literally having flashbacks. Somebody call us <laughs> Chloe already did it, but somebody hire me. Um, but I was thinking about like binging a TV show and like all of the feelings that come with binging a TV show, you know? And I mean, lately now the internet and the providers are trying to curb our binging by only, they're going back to releasing one episode per week. And I think that is smart of them. You know, like, I like, I like, I see what you're doing. I get it. I see what you're doing. Um, But I feel like we binge shows so often. Like I get this feeling where I'll, I'll like live in one show for a whole weekend and like suddenly it's my entire life and like and then like a week later I'm like I'm like yearning for an old version of myself but like the old version of myself was just last weekend watching Yellow Jackets you know and I'm like I'm really nostalgic about I go oh my god you just remember what that felt like and 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 how everything you went through for it and 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 all the you know the feelings and and even what we ate while we saw it and, and how co and, and like I'm like that was four days ago Hillary like but I never but season I already did it all I can't go back to do season one of Yellow Jackets like it is over I have similar feeling, but a different approach to how I handle okay. it. So if I like something like yellow jackets, mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. say, I am so scared of not having an episode okay, to you it. that I will literally, and Alex, Alex will kill me. I will drag it out like one episode, like every two weeks or I binge it. But then I won't watch the last episode until I know there is more. Content. Wow, Derek. Which is psychotic. It it says so much about my abandonment issues that I'm like, I don't want to live in a reality where I can't go back to this. So I feel you in some respects, honestly. Oh my God, that's funny. So you basically are like edging. You're like... Yeah, I'm literally edging with TV. You're edging with the TV. You don't want to... 
that's like for me i i you know i have famously done that with other shows like not watching the season like the series finale of frasier because i'm like i it doesn't end for me in my head i refuse to say the show ever <laughs> actually ended so like we can't have that episode on so you still haven't seen that i have seen it but like i was upset about it first of all i was very upset about it <laughs> and i like but now, like, when I'm re-watching, you know, like, when I'm, I watch Frasier every night before I go to bed, and, like, if it starts to even near the end, I'm like, not that episode. Like, no, 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 go back. You have to change it. Like, I don't, I can't, <laughs> this isn't comforting to think that Frasier was ever going to end. I don't like it. It makes me sad. That's how I feel. So I was thinking about, like, as I was, like, starting the dropout, I was, like, yearning for the time of Yellow Jackets, which is, like, literally a month ago, right? Um... But I did that, and then, and then, I mean, I had a martini because I am very much a martini girl now. It's like it's part of my new adulthood um, self um, that I'm. An, I'm. I love how sophisticated. I'm it is. I wish I could. Well, you're calling me sophisticated while I am wearing a leopard print crop top. So, watch your work. I don't think those are mutually exclusive. <laughs> so I did that, and then I went to bed, and you know, turned Fraser on, of course. And it was nice on Friday, and then it wasn't nice on Saturday. So that's always really heartbreaking. Um, I'd really hurt hurt my feelings. But so wait, so then tell me about your Saturday then. Okay, so my Saturday was it was a work day. I think it was like the first weekend I went to work since like at least like four months. So it's I feel like we jinxed me slightly by doing a weekend podcast. So partially hold you this one. Um, but no, what did my Saturday look like? I started like a grown up. I woke up earlier than I knew I had to, so I could go get mm-hmm, coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then most of the day I was working in my office. But what was interesting is Alex has like time off right now, and so he's determined because we cannot buy we cannot buy a house, which is duh. Can I tell you <laughs> um, as a side four of uh-huh. my good 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 friends have bought a house this month and i feel some kind of way i feel attacked i feel like we shouldn't we should collectively decide that we can't do this and just not do it i'm sorry how dare you do that and for utterly shocked I think we all you everyone knows one of which of their friends have more money than you know, like we're all you're like I emotionally I'm aware that you have more money than me but then when people buy a house <laughs> you know they buy the house and you go oh my god it's so much more than I thought that you had I just like when you really stop and think about how much money you need not only money you already have but money you are going to make right that you're going to pay it's that like mortgage mm-hmm. and like yeah like, you've got enough money to have a mortgage mm-hmm. like that's and just like the shit that just happens to a house i don't even know what happens in a house like i'm like the water bill like what i don't know I, that sounds stressful already the lawn. Oh, i can't handle that the only thing i like about maybe buying a house is I want that like house hunters moment of like just going into a bunch of houses and sort of being a bitch, being like, well, it's not like antique flooring or whatever. But yeah, I'm never <laughs> gonna get that experience. Hunt. You're in it for the hunt and to be a little bitch about it. Like you yeah, wanna, you want, it. you're in it for complaining all the reasons why this house is. Yes, like that's it. what it is. I well, I also just want to be irrational. I feel like I'm a pretty rational person, so I like the appeal 
of being allowed to be somewhat irrational, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, this is purely based, all of my house buying knowledge comes from house hunters. And I'm just flashing back to like the different people. I remember one episode, this woman was like, I will not buy a used house. And I was like, I love how totally irrational this person is, but it's being played as if it's totally valid by like the realtor, by her husband. That's who you are. I'm like, queen, honestly. Newness, newness is key. (laughs) That's okay. So House Hunters is the the text, really. It's the Bible for you. For how you would ever, if you were to buy a home, this is how you would approach it. It's it's pretending you're on an episode of House Hunters. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. And only, yeah, for sure. But basically, Alex has had to realize that, like, unsurprisingly, we cannot buy a house. So what he's been doing is trying to make our apartment more livable than it is, which, bless him, I love that. Okay, wait a second. Saturday was- Stop you right there. Sorry. What's not livable about your beautiful home? What's not livable? Oh my God, that's so sweet of you to say. I love your your home. I know, but I mean, let's be real here. You've lived with me before. You know I have hoarderly instincts. Oh, I mean, me too. So I, yeah. <laughs> we're okay. maybe not the most objective of I judges. see, okay, so we're talking about, this is this is a hoarding thing. We're talking about space for things, for t- tiny things. Yeah, I think Alex just wants to feel like we have more space than we do, which is crazy. I think we have a big apartment, but I have filled it with so many trinkets yeah. and stuff that yeah. I have made it. New York living all over. Of course. Again. Okay. Well, I don't, I would never condemn you for that. Like, <laughs> I you. just, this, I mean, just over there. I mean, literally, you get it. If anybody who's going to get it, I think it's you. <laughs> I have a lot of things. I love things. I like to buy things. I like to hold on to them and I like to pile them. And then, um, and I like to poke them and, and stick them up and, and, and then look at them and they go, oh, it's cute. It's cute. Absolutely. Things make me things happy. Make me happy and I know that's like a controversial thing. Frank attacked me this weekend. He was like, yeah, there's just I'm... things everywhere. There's little things. And I was like, I like things. We're with the same person. Okay, so, right. um, okay, so Alex. Yeah, so what happened was my Saturday was me being like sequestered in my office as I was just hearing like hammer noises dragging noises mm. i felt like i was being sequestered in like a home makeover show okay. you know where it's just yeah. like <laughs> i'm gonna leave this room and it's gonna be different let's hope for the best okay, i'm gonna walk out you, um, know, you painted the walls oh my god it's <laughs> and how different was it wait, wait. the nothing is where how it used different to be. was it when you stepped out okay so we had plants that i either didn't know about or that were new <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was the first Plants one. You don't know. We also had someone double. named Sally being like, yeah. you never talk to me. I'm in the corner. Like, I don't know how I've made it this far without a little Wait. water. <laughs> all, all plants that are ignored are women from the 40s. <laughs> we, honestly, I love that. Couch. And actually, well, I won't ignore them now. You've solved it. <laughs> if I can have that like personality, I'm okay. like, I'll give them all the attention. Yeah. But... What else? We also had double the amount of mirrors that we have. There was also a bunch of stuff on our walls instead of like, you know, like I you've you've seen my apartment. There's a lot of things that are framed that are like leaning against the wall. Yeah. As if like one day we will put them up. 
but they're they're up for years maybe they were just leaning oh yeah they were literally like leaning against like the frames were leaning against like the wall where it's like one day this will make that migration it's just not gonna happen soon but i was having the i was having a conversation the other day about like like you you buy a piece of art or a poster or something and then you're like i'm gonna frame it and then you realize how much it costs to frame anything you know it's like oh it's actually half Mm -hmm. an arm and a full leg to frame this nymphomaniac poster because remember when i have that nymphomaniac poster that we we took from the theater remember that (laughs) we had an earthquake that night i will always remember that for another time but those i'm like i'd love to frame it you know and then it's like well that'll be eight hundred dollars and i'm like okay maybe in my 50s you know maybe in my 50s i'll frame my posters it's crazy though because like i agree i have so many things that i know i need to get framed and i just can never justify (laughs) the expense but then i'm also i do have things that are already framed and i still can't I can't not be lazy enough to. Well, like, it's another emotional it. journey. You are you have the initial emotional journey <laughs> of framing it, and that has like fifty steps in that. Like mm-hmm. the thought you have to think about framing it, and you do the sizing. You, oh my god, I didn't. I don't know the size, and I gotta go measure it. And then and then you go and you're like, am I gonna? Am I just gonna buy a thing on Amazon, or am I really gonna go get it framed? And so you have to decide between those two things. And then, and then the purchasing and the arrive, and then if it gets sent away, dear God, if it gets sent away, my mom is like, she'd be framing things. She's like, I went back to the store. It's still not ready. So like, that's another journey to like, if you really get it like nicely framed and then, and then for it to really ultimately come home. And then you're like, you think I'm going to put it up on the wall now? Like, no, I gotta, (laughs) I gotta sit on this now and stare at it before I really feel like I could put it up. And so I get it. Um, so things, so back to your Saturday. So things were, things that have been sitting down forever near a wall were now actually fully on a wall. Literally, it was wild. I've never, and I'm also grateful, like there are a few things I think that every couple are like, in, an individual in a couple is like, I don't want to do right. this. I don't have input on right. this. Like you, you do mm-hmm. you. And I feel like decorating my house, shockingly, I'm just like, fine. Like, I trust he has better taste than me. He has more motivation. I'm like, you know what? Just do it. I just want to be happy. Like, I will have like my weird one or two things in each room that I'll be like, mm-hmm. this is all I need. But I w- it felt like a gift in a weird way to exit and be like, oh, my place looks nice. <laughs> I'll fight someone till their death about what I want on the wall. Like I'm the biggest <laughs> bitch about it. And they're not things normal people want on their wall. You know, I'm like, what are you saying about my Spice Girls flag? And like, how dare you ever bring that up to me? You know, like that's, you basically have committed a grave offense by suggesting that I have <laughs> a full British flag with the Spice Girls on it on my wall, you know? I just love things on my wall. I love it so much. It's a huge part of my identity. Um, but you guys, but you guys have great art in your home. And when I say art, I mean like movie art, obviously. It's like 
a lot of movie art and I love it. <laughs> Not like legit. Yeah. I, I'm like, it's so just that from was Noma, you know, yeah, I read a, at a local museum piece. <laughs> they're like, yeah, well, it's, it's the print. Elvira yeah. and a Budweiser. Um, right? Is that what it is? Cord. Cores. Oh, very so cores. An old Elvira okay. Cores ghost story. I really love that <laughs> I feel as a as someone from St. Louis, I feel very passionate about Budweiser okay. and the difference Absolutely. between Budweiser and So I feel like you've had a more eventful Saturday than me, and I'm desperate. Okay, to well, I'll get start with that. my morning afternoon, but then I do have to hear about your night. Okay, I woke up Saturday and it was like clearly cold as fuck, and like snow was on the way. It was very dark gray sky. It's very the type of day where you go, I need to play the Grey's Anatomy soundtrack. You know, I have such a whenever it's gray and raining, I'm like, have you guys ever heard of a little show called Grey's Anatomy? You know, do you have that tie to that? Sound? I have such an emotional tie to the Grey's Anatomy soundtrack. Honestly, yeah, it, it takes me back to like high school in like a good way, or like the last few yes, years. Yes, me too. I have like, it's like I'm like I discovered Tegan and Sarah, and like I don't even know who else. All these like emo girls or indie. I feel like the fray. The right, fray was used so much. Oh my god! But I had to. So Saturday, no, it was Saturday morning, and most of the day until I like went out and did some chores or things. I um I was painting. Um, <laughs> I was painting while watching Law and Order, um, and this amazing thing happened where my dog didn't want to go out, which never happens to me. Like normally by even 1130, even though we go take her out at noon for like her big dog park times, at 11.30, she's already, like, chomping at the bit. Like, if I don't get to run, I'll actually murder you and your future children, you know? And he starts going, like, psycho. And, like, then she climbs fully up on me like she's a cat. And she, she's not a cat. She's a big dog. And um, But something in the morning when we went out, it was, like, evil snow. Like, pelting you in the face evil snow. And... She was clearly disturbed by that because she came back in and she just sat on the couch forever, not a peep. And so that was really dreamy for me because I was, I like put on old episodes of Law and Order and I was painting this thing for the New Yorker um, that will be out soon. I, it's, I, the New Yorker asked me to, they asked several cartoonists to find people in Manhattan who look like their dogs and then approach them, talk to them, admit to these people, you look like your dog. <laughs> How did that get, get go? Their, get their info, get their details, get the age, breed, and like a little like tidbit, like fun information and like take a picture and that kind of thing. And I, so I got, I stalked people in Washington Square Park all of like someday last week. And um, it was partly really joyful and then partly like feeling like I was like a creep a stalker going after people in the having to, it's like do I even do a cold call like I'm like just walking up to strangers like they they look terrified of you immediately like I and I tried to be dressed cute so I don't like look like I'm like I'm not homeless or a beggar or psycho you know like I'm not on drugs and so my, I like have to walk up to these people and I would immediately because they usually start to see they see you coming you know and they're like the fear they're in their eyes is like no why is like, this one coming towards me you know and then I would I would go I'm the New Yorker I'm from the New, New Yorker like I just shout like the New York New Yorker New Yorker and then, then I'm a cartoonist 
and then they'd be like oh okay like you know so and then i, I get the it puts them at ease yeah. <laughs> one woman did walk away from me um and then i was like and then as she was walking away i'd be like i was like you'd be in the new yorker like how dare you walk away from me and she did she like, I, look what you've lost yeah like you know like it, was, it wasn't going to change her life but I did actually find quite a few people. And so I was painting um, and I haven't painted in a while and I forgot just, I, it makes me really, really happy. Um, so I was sitting. What I love about you having to find people is like, I'm trying to think it's like you are living your life as like the most specific serial killer ever I know. in terms of I like, know, right? like, well, I, <laughs> I have a really specific MO. Like it's not just girls with brown hair. <laughs> It's, it's girls, girls who look like their dogs. look like their dogs in Manhattan, in Washington Square Park. And if you cross into my territory, you better be careful. <laughs> um, but so I had Law and Order. I had old episodes of Law and Order on, obviously, because that's all I I habitually buy Law and Order DVD sets, season sets on Amazon, and I just watch the whole season as I'm working and it's just sort of it, it calms me it keeps me it centers me really um to just have those noises on I'm not even ever really watching it you know it's just on to really just brag about myself for a second I was like I forgot how much I love painting and I'm like I've been getting better at it which feels cool and um my pieces they'll be out at the end of March by the time this podcast comes out they will probably already be out and I'm, I'm really proud of them basically I'm really proud of my work um and I had fun I had fun like painting stuff and and Kelsey um our mutual best friend called me and we chatted about our emotional lives and everything but then it was like I realized I did the classic thing where I thought I had all this time to get to where I needed to be. And then, <laughs> and then I had to take Margie out because I didn't, I normally would have happened like at one or noon. And then it was like four 30 and it was so strange that she hadn't asked me to go out yet. But then I'm like, I really do have to take her out. Cause then now I'm about to be gone the rest of the evening. And I thought that I could get, from Greenpoint to the Upper West Side in a half hour, which was so dumb of me. So like, I'm first of all, so I take her, I can't feel my hands. We're down at the pier, literally think I'm going to be blown over, you know, into the river. Like where I'm like, we're going to, we might lose our lives out here. And I'm like, I'm like half laughing, half terrified, you know? No way to go. And I actually couldn't see. It was so windy. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even like, I couldn't actually see anything. Margie thought it was hilarious, of course. I, I, I get my, I'm like trying to, I can barely text and I'm like trying with the freezing cold fingers, you know, trying to be like how to get from Greenpoint up to Barnard College in the Upper West Side. <laughs> and like, it's like Google might have, might as well have been like, oh, honey, you should have left ages ago. Like I was like, this is, I'm sorry, an hour? Like it's going to take me an hour? Um, and so then I ran home and then by the time I got dressed and everything, I realized, cause I had to be at a movie at six and, or, or I wasn't going to get there unless I took a cab and that was expensive, but it was my own fault. I can only imagine. It was my own fault. There were, I 
And then, like, Jasmine texts me, like, I'm, I'm on my way. And I'm like, me too. But I'm like, you know, you're lying and you're texting. You're also on your way. You're like, I'm not on my way. <laughs> I'm absolutely not on my way yet. And I need to be. Um, so I go and I'm in a cab. And I'm going to Barnard College for Athena Film Festival. Um, my, my, one of my besties runs it and I make the annual trek up to Barnard once a year. And I otherwise never am in that area at all, obviously. <laughs> um, and are going to see, um, what was the yeah, it was actually, it was a great documentary, um, that, and we were the first live audience to see it. I think, I think it premiered at Sundance, but Sundance was only virtual and I, it's going to be on HBO and it's called The Janes. And as made by two women whose name is escaping me currently, but is about this underground group of women in Chicago in the late 60s who ran an, uh, an abortion program, an illegal, they were doing illegal abortions for all women of Chicago. And um, because so many women were dying by getting bad illegal abortions and they, they were like, you know, doing them correctly. Mm -hmm. it's, it was a, a great film highly recommend um I, I enjoyed it it was powerful it was poignant it was and of course it just felt very up to now sadly of course it's like timely now but but they they called themselves the janes and this is really it's cool so but to back it up really is that like i'm getting in an uber and then the you know you get the text before you get in the uber you get the text saying they're arriving and that number is always yeah. random. You don't, you know, like the number that they use to text you from the right? Yeah, it's not the real. <laughs> okay, but they tricked me. Mm -hmm. They tricked me this this time. They got me. The number had my hometown area code. And I was, I get so like, I see a oh 707 God. and I think I'm about to meet a kindred spirit, basically. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> who are you? You know, I'm like, I'm a 707. You're a 707. I'm a 707. So I get in the car, literally thinking my Uber driver is for sure from Northern California. And I'm like, I'm giddy. I'm like, I'm like a little kid. And I get in the car and I go, so it's the number. I was like, are you, are you from, are you 707? Like, are you from there? And then he didn't understand me. And I was like, the number, are you, like, are you from Northern California? Or is that like your Uber number? He's just like, it's my Uber number, lady. Like, no, like, don't try to think we're gonna like have a moment, you know. And I was so ready to bond with. So, is it just like a randomly generated number? Because this is, I'm assuming, the first seven of seven. I've never seen a seven oh seven before. I thought that, normally I feel like they're like New York numbers, but so I had this, you know, I had this very like snowy drive over the bridge into Manhattan, where I was wanting to look at my phone, trying not to because I knew I'd get carsick and um texting my friend jasmine who i'd be meeting there who was um she was on a train saying people were sitting too close to her when there were other seats available on other areas and i was like that sucks yeah you know i was like okay yeah obviously you you want to go kill yourself too and i'm spending a million dollars on a cab um to get there and like devastated by this you know it's like i take i feel like i i i again i said this earlier already but it's like i take cabs like i have money and i don't have money but i'm like whatever just in a cab <laughs> like whatever just go do it and i do it i do it way too often so i'm embarrassed i feel like that's me in valet in la <laughs> where it's like i do not have the money to use mm -hmm. valet but i also am so impatient when it comes to parking that i'll be like yeah. you think i'm gonna find a spot i'm not gonna find a spot 
And I'm sure that too, the valet people are like looking at how crappy my car is with like all of the scrapes and stuff. And they're probably like, should he be doing this? There's literal this? like leaves, there's twigs. There's, there's... <laughs> oh my God. A whole outfit literally. for a whole year in the back, you know? <laughs> You're like, I don't live like that. I don't know what you're talking about. You're a valet. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> I would no, but I used to do it too when I lived there. I mean, it's all about impatience, basically, is what it all comes back to. Especially yeah. because, and to bring it back to that, it's like it's the You're weekend. It's the weekend. I don't have time. Like I want to have fun. No, I don't have time to. Waste. No, I want. I'm really focused on having fun, and so, and that's when you start to get the fuck it energy where you spend money you shouldn't spend because you're like, no, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. So here goes whatever amount of cash um starting to realize that maybe weekends have put me in a bad spot like maybe the reason i'm not further along in my financial journey is weekends conspiring to like brainwash me into just throwing money at things that i don't okay like. that's really true though yeah that's you like if the weekend didn't exist maybe i'd have more money but also maybe i'd kill myself my god <laughs> Yeah, I probably. <laughs> the more I'm thinking of this theory, I think there's yeah, some definite. No, flaws. I mean, we don't want that. We don't want that for ourselves. Um, who invented film tunics? Like, what the hell? I want to find that person and give them a stern talking to. Yeah. Because, like, I'm at the point in my life where I now know nothing good comes out of the Q and A. Never, never have I been like. No, wow. I, I, I'm taking it back. You have one goop. You have one. There was one time. Where. I was volunteering at a film festival when I first moved to LA and the Q&A, the director, I, mean, I won't say that, I won't say any names, but the director was pretty drunk okay. and someone in, one of the crew members was in the audience and feeling disgruntled. Mm. And so they got into a yelling match with each other under the guise of the Q&A. No. The crew member got the microphone and it was the messiest stuff I have ever seen in my life. I was loving it. This is the only time I've liked a Q&A. It's just how insane it got to the point where like, it's also one of those things where like, I don't think anyone wanted to intervene. So they were just waiting for one of the two of them to be like the bigger person. Oh, and it just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, this is that delightful. That is fascinating. That's like, that's basically yeah. the only you good witnessed Q &A. a crime, basically. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like talk about like mm -mm. you're like do you do you remember where you like when John Bonet was killed? You're like, well, what about this Q and A I went through? You know, <laughs> what about this wow. Q and A? I have one good uh, Q and A only, and it's I bring it up only for purely selfish reasons because I was involved and not in a film. I wasn't. I was at it must have been like LA Film Festival years and years ago when they premiered or they probably didn't premiere it, whatever it is, they played her. Spike Jones is doing the Q&A. And then he, and you know, the movie obviously evokes feelings of loneliness, right? And um, so mm -hmm. someone's, he's like, oh, well, you know, I, I wrote this film because Los Angeles, you know, is actually a terribly lonely city. And he goes, clap if you think Los Angeles is a lonely place. I start clapping like, oh my God, thinking everyone else is going to clap. I was the only one. I was the only one that clapped. Trap. But then Spike Jones was like, she gets it. He pointed at me. He's like, well, she gets it. And I was like, I do. I get it. I really get it. 
and honestly that sounds like I know it's like it's only because I was a part of it right like I'm being I'm being really a narcissist um but well, I just, I love the fact that you were in a theater full of people. <laughs> and like, I, I would think that there would be more enablers, even if like you didn't like, well, feel that way, out. you just wouldn't. Like, you're like, yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, yeah, 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 loneliness, <laughs> you know, like, what you're like, happy about being lonely. <laughs> and, okay, I'm actually surprised you don't think this about LA. I wonder if... It's, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's recency bias or something. And I do, you know, I don't know. I feel like what helps is I feel like I know more mm -hmm. people in LA than I knew in New York. And having a car meant that I could, I don't know. I feel like I have more ability mm. to go places That's and see people. Whereas I feel like in New York, I felt, I think I felt a lot of anxiety sometimes about the subway okay. and about the weather. And I feel like, to me, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe no, like, you feel different. It's yeah. fine. But to me, I think in LA, there was so much effort that had to be put into driving to get to, like, if your friend was just even, it, everything felt so far that often people are like, I just can't do it tonight. Like, I'm not going to drive. Like, I'm in Santa Monica. You live in Los Feliz. Like, I can't, I'm not going to come, basically. And I felt a lot of that in LA of like people just like, it's too much to get there. And so, and so I did, I wouldn't see people a lot because it was like, if you weren't my next door neighbor, which who was very few people were, but like, I wasn't going to see you basically because of traffic. Yeah. I mean, I guess it does depend on the time of day. I will say I'm not someone who really sees people during the day. So I wonder if that mm. sort of helps it in a weird way. Like I'm a night. Well, no, I am talking about night. I'm also not in the middle of it too. I feel like the places you used to live in LA were like, you were far from freeways, or at least one of those places was. And like, I feel like, and you're sort of in the middle of it where I've always sort of had that like living just outside, like in Pasadena or whatever, where I feel yeah. like there's less of a- Well, listen, we all yeah. have our experiences. Um, okay, so I saw that movie <laughs> and then I knew what I was going to be doing after. I had big plans, okay? The girls and I plus Frank. Okay. The girls and I plus Frank were going to do karaoke. And I'm talking, like, I haven't done karaoke since pre-pandemic. Like, I'm so excited to go somewhere with the specific, <laughs> the specific intent of, like, it's not like, oh, should we do karaoke tonight? We're already out. We don't know. Like, no, we are all meeting at one place. Not even that late. We're meeting at 8.30. Be like, we're doing karaoke literally all night together. <laughs> and so I was with Jasmine. We went to Planet Rose in the East Village. I've never been before. Frank's been so many times. And every time I get really jealous, he like sends pictures of the place. And it's like filled with Christmas lights. And there's like red walls. And there's... um zebra print couches i'm like i have to be in this place i want to live want to live here and it's not because i don't like i'm not into karaoke private rooms i don't like that i'm much more into big karaoke room everyone's involved because private rooms i'm not here to just specifically sing to my friends like that i actually find Yes, it feels like it you're does. holding exactly. them hostage. Exactly. Yes, like you're, you're holding them like hostage. That, right? I brought you here to, and I'm going to force <laughs> you to sit down and listen to me sing Shania Twain. 
you know and that actually that's a little too dark for me i've only done it like once or twice and i just didn't like it i'm more into like big performance for all the drunk people of new york like and we're all in this together it's a communal space and so we go and i got a slice of pizza and we're singing and i just you know what i have to tell you i have to make an argument for something i used to drink in college that i never thought i'd like like kind of have a renaissance basically with a love affair with this type of drink and i'm not ashamed of it first of all because people will laugh at me but then when i give it to them they go god damn it that's good because when you say it to people i'm doing a lot of build up here but when you say like do you guys all want a shot of this everyone goes oh my god are you kidding me and i'm like and i go you're gonna like i think it, i know though. what you're gonna say and then i buy everyone shots of fireball and i'm like wow aren't you all really happy now though and they are they're really happy to have a shot of fireball also you can sip it like you don't have to throw it back it's delicious and i love it's probably the only shot that you can sort of like not i mean for me anyway i'm sure there's like I mean, some people out there who too. can handle it but yeah that might be the only shot totally i don't shoot have back fireball because it's mostly sugar um but i just like and Frank and I were talking about it because it's like, it actually doesn't have that a very high alcohol content. And we're like, it's, it's almost as if like compared to like, you know, if you were to have a shot of whiskey it has way more alcohol in it than, than fireball does. And it's like, it's a cocktail mm -hmm. in itself. Like I was like, am I going to start ordering fireball and ice these days? Like when I'm feeling frisky. <laughs> I love that. I've never thought of that. And You're I not sure. don't know how I, I know. feel about it's that. Cinnamon, though. It's I'm not sure, so honestly. Good. I can't tell you how much fireball I had on Saturday. I, I, I was just so excited to be out. I was so excited to be out. <laughs> I, for, I, did, I did some Everclear. I sang Father of Mine, you know, in my like, email voice. Not oh, email, whatever, punk rock, whatever it is. Um, Frank did some great. What did, what did Frank do? He'd be yelling at me. He probably did the killers. I can't remember anything right now. Um, all the girls were just doing hit after hit. I did then I did some Shania and really brought the house down. Um, and oh, Frank did You Get What You Give. Great song. Um, and then and we were just all so happy and we were singing and dancing. But then these these other girls, these girls came in, they started doing ABBA, and then that of course just changed the evening. I was like, everybody is oh, happy now, you know. <laughs> then I had to do ABBA. Once I found out somebody else is doing ABBA, I had to do ABBA. You know, like me and Jasmine uh, did this SOS. So we did SOS. Stuff. And I always think about, like, what, have you, you've seen the Mamma Mia movie, right? With Pierce Brosnan. Okay, so yeah. I've seen the first one several times. And even though everyone tells me the second one is objectively better, I have not seen it yet. Though Alex watches that movie, like the second one is really good. I'm not going to say it's objectively screenings. better, though. No, I wouldn't say that to you. Yeah, I would say it's good. <laughs> it's more pure chaos. Like it has very less story. Um, but the first one, I love. People okay. make fun of Pierce Brosnan okay so <laughs> much, and in, in the first Mamma Mia, you know, because of the way he sings and just like the way his face looks, basically. But I still think he's hot, and it worked for me. And I love the, the <laughs> SOS song between him and Mel Streep. And so um, Jasmine and I did that. And we were just having so much fun. And I could not stop ordering Fireball. And I had this like psychotic thing happen to me where I was like fine with people putting stuff on my tab. 
how you know I was drunk. No, never God, in my life. I've never felt, never I've never felt life, that bad. I've been okay with life. this. And I, I mean, it's okay because it was just like a dive bar. It wasn't like people were buying martinis, you know, because then I actually would have been like hysterical in the corner. Um, but I feel like that I would know. give me an adrenaline. I was, I was to just, say that. I think I was, it was just a bunch <laughs> of like, were all, I was just so happy. I think it's one of those post pandemic, I'm calling it post pandemic moments where it's like, I'm so happy that we're all out right now and we're having fun, you know? And it's like, it's fine. Everybody's fine, you know? And so, yeah, I was for sure high on life and Frank and I were dancing and making out. It was hot. You know, everything was just like really fun. And then, and then a, a, a really big ego boost for me is was that like, because I, I mean, I've been ordering so many shots of fireball and then I go and then they they transition the night to be like, we're, you know, have to pay $2 per song. And I'm like a little bummed out by that. Cause you're like, come on. Like we've been here all night. You're gonna make me pay for songs when I like wasn't paying for songs. It's kind of a genius business model though. Like if you People think want about it, they're not going to be like, oh man, I'd like to, you know, sing share, but $2, like, of course they're going to pay. And people have more drinks in them. So they're probably more inclined to throw money at things. But I like go up to the bartender and I'm like, oh, you have to pay now? And she goes, oh, this one's on me. And I was like, wow, okay. Another person having the it's on me moment that I clearly need to have. <laughs> She's in love with and I was like, I went back to Frank and I was like, She's in love with me, I think. You know, like I'm like, I I sounds like we're maybe gonna spend our life together, you know? Like she said, it's on me. She she's like, I'll buy this one for you. And I'm like, oh my god, okay, thrilling, you know. I love that she's just obsessed with your like siren oh, song. It's really exciting to me. And then later when I go to close my tab, she goes, Do you want another one just that's on me, just from me? I go, Yeah, I want another one that's just from you, you know? And then so she gives me yet another fireball thing, which is hilarious. Like how many have I had at this point? And I'm bit bopping around having a gay old time. I close my tab out. My tab's more than I've ever paid in my entire life on a tab ever. Not to say it was like that much money, but like for me, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I literally never do this. And then like when I pay it and I tip her, she's like, thanks, honey. And, I, and Frank was like, I think she is in love with you. <laughs> I was like, we all know she's really just trying to get a tip, but like I'm, um, I'm feeling something, you know? And bartenders are good that way. They make people think that you like you have a relationship with them now. Really? Because I feel like I've never, the moment you are describing, I don't think I have ever had with a bartender. <laughs> I put bartenders as it like type of person yeah. that is too cool for me. Like I feel so apologetic when I have to order something because I'm like, yeah, I'm I don't so know. Sorry. I feel like I'm so sorry. baristas, baristas are the people that are like really okay. wanting well, to like talk to me and invest in well, me. Well, I don't think Bartenders a barista likes me. So we both have our person then because we have energy I'm like me, dude. I get it. <laughs> trying to get a coffee drink and I'm like, listen, I really only like vanilla lattes. Like I'm like, I'm not like, I don't actually like coffee. You know what I like, you can, it's like tattooed on my forehead. Like I don't actually like coffee. And so a barista <laughs> definitely looks down on me, you know? Um, but then perhaps women get treated differently, perhaps at a bar, we don't know. Um, but I was really feeling her. I was like really excited <laughs> about it. And then Frank is like, we should all go to Coyote Ugly because it's only around the corner. And I was like, okay. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> 
And Derek, this brings up something huge between you and me because. Yeah, I will never. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. So listeners, Derek and I, when the first weekend that I moved here, I think, um, (laughs) Derek and I have, yeah, I was. Yeah, Derek I and I have famously lived together on and off um, for many. We have known each other for like twelve years now, and which is insane. And then from college <sighs> to Los Angeles to New York to he's back in LA, and I'm not. Um, but the first weekend I moved to New York, Derek already lived here, and we shared uh, an apartment in uh, Harlem for a little hot minute there. And that was pretty funny. We, we were, yeah. I was sitting on the floor. He was in a bed and we were like uh, Ozzy and Harriet or something. And, um, but the first ever thing I did on the weekend is we went to the real coyote ugly. Did it, was it even called that? It was not called it's that. Not I'm trying to remember anymore. the name, but it was not the real one. No, it died shortly after we moved, though we had put it, we had made it such a part of our routine, and then it died. And I remember being really upset. If anyone remembers the name of it, please do comment, let us know, write us us about it. Because, so we know, it's in the meeting, I remember, and and it's this beautiful thing where the bras are hanging from the walls, and women are dancing, and it's crowded, and it's country (laughs) music. It's like my, it's my wet dream, fully, you know, and- I don't, I mean, do you remember anything else from that night? I just remember having a lot of fun. I don't remember my nights there, except for I loved the cheap beer. And my memory is that there were also photos. Yes, yeah, there were photos all over the wall. So fun, such a great vibe of a place, you know? And so this is not that. This is like, they've now moved. I mean, it's it's literally called Coyote Ugly. And I actually think there was another more original place also called Coyote Ugly. But this 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 is like on like 14th Street and like Avenue A or something or or First Avenue. And it's kind of a cleaned okay. up tourist version. Like they have the bras on the wall, but they only have them on the back wall and they're kind of taped up nicely. Like it's not the utter chaos. It doesn't have the mystique, okay. you know? But there are still like the bartenders dancing mm-hmm. on the bar. There was almost no one in there which was kind of i was like we can't go it'll be so crowded you know it's a saturday night but it like wasn't crowded at all so that's how you know it's like it's definitely more of a tourist situation rather than like real new yorkers hanging out there but that didn't stop me from having a lot of fun i like walked in i took all the cash out of my wallet to put it in the jukebox and like put on every country song i've ever known and then it's me i guess still you know me girls frank hanging out dancing and I definitely didn't, I mean, I didn't need any more alcohol at that point. It was obvious, but I was dancing around having fun. And then Frank's like, you guys should get on the bar. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, double dog dare me. I'll do it. And of course he did. And then this is a first for me. I have never, ever actually been able to get my ass up on a bar and dance around. I was having so much fun. And oh then never gosh. did I believe. Oh my god! And, so much and then never did I ever believe that I'd also get all the New York, the lady New Yorker cartoonists to want to also get on the bar with me. And then before I know it, me and a bunch of cartoonists are dancing on a bar, screaming, laughing, to whatever the hell we were. I mean, I I don't remember. We had so many songs on, and then. And then Frank took a body shot off off me. So listen, I had a night. I like. 
<laughs> this is I know, and I'm telling you, like, it's obviously this has happened like, to wow, me in a like, very no long time. So I think, you know, this is kind of like inhibitions were gone. <laughs> I was like, let's let loose. Like the bartender was straddling me. She had me down on the on the bar. <laughs> And I lift my shirt halfway up, and then that they weren't real body. It was like a total. This is like it was like a tourist trap. It was like it wasn't a real body shot. She like put a shot glass on my tummy, which I was like, that's less. That's less hot, obviously, you know. Uh, but it was like it was almost like it was like a COVID restriction being put on us. Yeah, I was gonna say, but I'm like, we're like, together. Like, let him take a body shot off me. But they then they tied his hands with like a scarf. And then he had to like go and like bite it and flew out. And then meanwhile, the bartender straddling me, and it was very funny. And I laughed a lot. And the fix the pictures of it are are deeply sexy. Um, and and then my favorite song by Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock came on, and I took the mic from the bartender and I serenaded everyone, and I was dancing and having so much fun. And then and then I finally got off the bar and. Um, this guy who was watching was like, wait, you don't work here? And I was like, <laughs> no, I don't. And I like <laughs> ran off and kept dancing. Um, and that was just really funny. And then the thing that happened throughout the night is something we haven't talked about yet, which is actually, I think, a really great reason for this to be a first episode of our podcast is it was it was daylight savings. Oh my God. I'm yeah. <laughs> I have a rant. So in, I get in, home in at whatever <laughs> hour and then going, are you kidding me with the hour? Like I forgot it was daylight savings. And I was like, how am I getting home at four 30 in the morning? Like, this is so not like me, you know? And then I'm like, my poor dog, I never do this to her. We're not, this is not supposed to happen. What, why did I do this to her? Um, and then I, you know, took a drunk bath, but like daylight savings. What? I mean, I'm happier. Can we eradicate it? Like I, any excitement I get from getting the extra hour earlier is always like minuscule compared to like the pain oh. and anger I feel of being robbed of an it's hour so months and like I mean I'm I'm pro keeping it at where we're at now. I want the sun to be out later. I want to like I don't I don't like a four p.m. Yeah, shutdown. It's like all of a sudden there's no daylight. And like why can't we just stay in this moment? Because there's so many things that come after the daylight savings where like. For two weeks, you're thrown. You're just thrown. My dog's thrown. Everyone's, they're thrown. They don't know what to do. They don't even know who they are anymore because of this hour. I slept till noon today, which that was awful. I didn't want to sleep till noon. And that suggests that I would normally sleep till 11, but really it was just a two day hangover. But it was really, it was just, that's really <laughs> No, I like yeah. lost my mind mm -hmm. on Sunday, to be fair. Like I was literally going through an existential crisis over something. I know it sounds stupid, but I feel like my body clock was off. My brain was not working. I like, it put me into a tailspin and I'm like, I am, mm -hmm. I'm getting too old oh my God. for daylight savings. Too old for daylight forward. savings <laughs> is a mug, you know, like put that on a mug. Daylight savings is just fucked basically. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I feel like it's helped the cats though. I feel like they oh, were waking okay. us up so early to make food and I don't know what happened, but ever since it happened, now I'm like sure. up in the morning not by my own volition and not because I've yeah. been like uh, hit repeatedly. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, win for the cats, I guess, and for you. But I mean, what did you do Sunday? <laughs> I was just extremely hungover. Like I, 
fried chicken. Yeah, I'm not shocked. <laughs> I feel like that's the natural fried chicken for conclusion. breakfast, which was actually is what the doctor ordered, you know. Um, and then yeah, I had that amazing, amazing thing where like you you go from you take your comforter from the bed and you walk to the couch. I'm like such a big fan of that feeling because like there are blankets on the couch, but I don't want those blankets. Like I want the blanket. I want the blanket no, want I've the- already <laughs> been nestled in that has all my sweat. It's already warm. You've already it has all my body sweat. I'm <laughs> in it. And I'm gonna transition to the other room and then just fall over in that. And I did that most of the day. <laughs> and Frank had golf on and I actually that's like an ASR ASMR experience for me it's just like hear the golf shots I actually really like it but what'd you do Sunday so Sunday we woke up with this weird experience which is Alex and I will start a lot of our days talking about random pains or aches that we have because we are literally in our 60s if you like yeah but we both realized we were both at the same time talking about like I bit my tongue last night so we both realized that we had bit our tongues in our sleep in the exact same place, the back left side. And so what? I mean, clearly, how X-Files is that? Like we've been implanted with something yeah. is what I'm feeling. Um, so yeah, I thought that was one of the weirder experiences I've had. Is it's just like, did you bite each other's tongues? You know, you're like, wait a second. In our sleep? Was it yeah, really? No, were we no, like sleep making out? Is that a thing? Maybe you're sleep but... making out. A chronic <laughs> condition. Doctor, I can't stop making out with my husband while I'm asleep. What should I take? I yeah. feel like that could be a good like start of a porn or something from like the 70s. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was sort of my weird wake up. In addition to like where did that hour go? Why do I Did it really so- hurt? Did it really hurt? I mean biting. It didn't hurt, but I feel like it was one of those things whenever I would be drinking, I'd be like, ow, what is that? Oh yeah. yeah. This mysterious thing happened that night. A horrible reminder every time you ingest something. Horrible. And then, yeah, for the rest of the day, I, like, I went to Old Town to go shopping. It was, it's my, it was my mother-in-law's birthday on Friday, and it's my father-in-law's birthday the following Friday. So I have to basically get gifts. Alex is not a gift person. I am a gift person. It's how I express my love. So It's your truth. It's your truth. It's my truth. What'd you get? What'd you get? Um, so far, I've only got a singular candle, so I need to literally find some. You're gonna work on that, Derek. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you say you're great at getting gifts, and then say you've only bought a candle. Here's my thing, though. We went to like Old Town Pasadena, which I love it, but it is not the place to get gifts for people. Like, it's sure. not. It's okay. not that vibe. I really should have gone somewhere else. Um, yeah. but the the true uh to continue my theme of like cats, I feel like was my weekend yeah. between the roach cat and. My cat's like, you know, letting me sleep in for the first time ever on Sunday. Of course. But we have this clip. You know those like clips you have for like potato chips or something? Sure. Chip chip clips. Yeah, exactly. A chip okay. clip. So we have one. I don't know where we got it. It was probably a gift from somebody that Alex finally took out of its package and we started using this weekend. This is how exciting my life is. But it's no, I love uh, it. Dreamy, you want to get it? It's a clip that makes, like, it meows every time you open it, you know? So, I mean, on some level, I hate it because it tattles on you when you snack. But it's like... Oh, my God. It's like that old... It's like that old um, moo cow cookie jar. Yes. It's like the mooing, like, cookie jars or whatever those used to be. I'm I'm against this so much because it's like... 
building and body shaming in your own home. <laughs> but I mean, I also just hate it because it's like, it's a noise of like, oh my God, is that one of my cats? Clearly not, but there's that. That's, yeah, that, that's a noise that's actually pretty confusing for you. Like you should have a noise that's like, you're like, where's that elephant? You know? It would be like, yeah, it, <laughs> something that is outside of my norm. But it's, yeah. it, so it startles me and annoys me, but it also startles the crap out of my cats who are suddenly like, there's a baby in this house that is like, you know, crying or something. So they're freaking out. And so that was like Friday, it, yeah. I guess. I mean, I have to go back to the product marketing on this because. <laughs> who, who did this? Okay, so, yeah, because normally we're saying that like, I have to take this off. So normally it's that, right, there's there's a there's a there's a snack shaming thing happening in the product it's it's to get people they're like you're on a diet don't be eating this right now you know like but they they're the noises are based in a in an animal that is larger right to suggest you know like fat shaming so the cow right the cow moves if you open the cookie jar but you're thinking this so much further than i did i was just like it's I know, a fun I, noise. I, I just the cat meowing <laughs> when you open a chip bag of chips what is that really saying cats like snacks you don't really think it's so, saying i think it's saying that cat people and dog people are like easy marks when it comes to buying products <laughs> yes no no that you're right it's actually comes back to capitalism and the american way because you're like <laughs> If it's dog related, if it's cat related, I want it now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, sure, because but, it so doesn't noise... make sense as far as snacking, though. Like, no, to be there's, clear. there's no as the cat thing. I get, yeah, there's no connection here other than like I'm not like, oh my god, I don't want the body of a cat. You're like, I love the body <laughs> of a cat, obviously. I'd I love, love the body of a cat. Um. So yeah. Right. So the first day so I had it. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could be athletic. I could do parkour or whatever that yeah, is. Absolutely. So the first day it was annoying. It was startling for me and the cats. And then on Saturday, I had started to slowly come around to it, but I was still a little annoyed. Then Sunday morning, Alex is using it and like getting the chips out or whatever. And he's like, oh my God, this is really annoying. And I'm like, you know what? I actually am starting to be endeared by this. Like it's become this thing that i don't mind i've like normalized it now and even the cats were seen like they just didn't care anymore interesting the second i say this mm -hmm. alex drops it and it breaks don't worry and i cursed it i cursed it by deciding that i loved it god or whatever higher power was like mm -hmm. okay that it doesn't need to be here yeah, um, now that you've actually gone to acceptance it'll leave you forever <laughs> But what, okay, so it broke in a way that just meant that it thought it was always open. And so it was, instead of just like meow, meow, it was like frantic, nonstop, meow, 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 meow. It was literally, <laughs> <laughs> the girls, okay, like, the cats start flipping out because they think something is majorly wrong. There's a monster Alex and I are, <laughs> Literally, Alex and I are trying to get it to be quiet. Alex is pulling out like the screwdrivers, trying to unscrew yeah, the battery pack. Put it it's, in the shredder. Getting it's insane. It's just being so loud. So it was it was one of those things where like we're laughing, the girls are freaking out. And then and finally at some point the battery pack wasn't coming out. So Alex was just like 
picked it up and like, yeah, just started hitting it and hitting it until the meowing stopped. And it felt very weird. Was it cathartic even to be like, I'm gonna now I'm gonna murder it? Well, no, because I think we had all come around. Yeah, we yeah. Really love it. We were killing this out of love. It was like a mercy killing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, I mean, it, it sounds, I'm seeing in my head, I'm seeing the moment in office space when they have to like kill the, the printer. But they are mad at the printer in that moment. And like, you're not mad at the chip clip at this time. Yeah, there's, so. a, there's a level of tragedy here that I just feel like I can't That's express. <laughs> I mean, a big loss for you. Yeah. Um, and also just this panicked meowing, like crying out as Alex is like smashing it against this like counter. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it sounds like abuse. That sounds like <laughs> abuse. That sounds like your neighbor could call the cops and be like, they just murdered a cat. Like for sure. <laughs> I, know I know in my heart, I know they murdered a cat. <sighs> and then, and then yeah, you're it, like, it was, it was a chip clip, your honor, I swear. Likely story. And then he comes back, he's go, there's no way there's a chip clip that meows. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. What does the cat got to do with food? I know. You're like, this doesn't add up for me. <laughs> yeah, like an episode yeah. of a sitcom right there. So oh I, I, I lived, it was loved, and it died in the same All in those moments. Wow. And then you went on with your day. You're just like, all right, yeah. okay, here I go. <laughs> It definitely hung in the air a little, but yeah. My final comment about the weekend was that it was so cold that we did it. I mean, I was ultimately on the couch all day until like we had to take Margie to the park. And um, then there was like a psycho dog at the park. It was like only Margie and one other psycho dog. And then the guy kept being <laughs> like, she's not normally like this. And I'm like, that means she is. Like whenever someone yeah. says, when a dog is obvious, it's not like, oh, the dog had a little weird moment. Like, this dog's obviously vicious. And then you're trying to laugh it off and saying she's not normally like this. And it's, like, so funny because, like, we all know that she, you know, like, we're now in a social agreement where I'm pretending like she's not normally like this. But we all know <laughs> she's not like this. And, like, this dog's crazy. So Margie was, like, trying to ignore it. But then we get back and then I'm so cold. And then Frank had left his debit card at the karaoke bar. And he's like, I have to drive into the city right now. And oh my I was God. like, I literally can't believe you're going to do this. I can't believe you're going to do it. But he was like, I have to do it. So he goes, and then I'm so cold that I, you know, all I do in the winter, I mean, the winter, anytime, I'm always in the bath. I'm, I just don't live outside of a bathtub, basically. And so <laughs> I'm in the bath. And... I bring a Ghirardelli, Ghirardelli chocolate bar with me to the bath because I love to eat a little piece of chocolate while I'm in the bath. It's like, it's such a good I moment for me. That. And so I, but I bring the whole chocolate bar because it's like in the, it's a Ghirardelli like, um, milk chocolate caramel squares thing. So it's in, you know, it's like, it's that whole big packaging thing, but it's like inside tinfoil, which is also wrapped inside a cardboard box. And I put it on the side of the tub and then Margie always stares at me while I'm in the bath. She just stares. She sits there and just like witnesses me. And this time she's never done this before. Cause I always put like a little something next to like, I'm it's either I have a drink, I have a, like a little piece of chocolate or whatever it is. Um, she takes her nose and she just knocks the entire chocolate bar into the tub. And I go, what the fuck dude? And I'm so mad at her and I'm like, I'm so mad and, I, and I'm like, you know, I'm yelling at her, but 
she's so cute. She's like, what did I do? You know, and, and I take it and then I'm drying it out and I'm like waving it in the air, trying to like get, <laughs> it was so fast. I mean, I grabbed it immediately. Okay. Like I, I, it wasn't like it sat there. Like I grabbed it immediately and I was like, God damn it, Margie. And I'm like, and I took, I took the tinfoil chocolate stuff like out of, like I took the cardboard thing off and I threw that. And then I have the tinfoil thing and I'm like, it'll just air out. Like literally this is how I think. I'm like, it'll air you out. You don't have know? like I'm an like, extra chocolate that you can. Like, <laughs> Well, also it was like, it was, it was kind, it was mostly closed. So I was like, I don't think that much water could have gotten in there because it's like tin foil that's like shrink wrapped in there. That's like mostly closed. So it was like only, I thought I'm like, there's just water kind of on the outside, like maybe getting a little in, but like not that much. And so like, I leave it. And then like, when I get out of the tub, I get, I open the whole thing. I get, I open the tin foil and I, um, I take all the chocolate out and I, pat it down and it's like not wet really like it only got a little wet and it's fine now like it's totally fine and I take it out and I let it out to dry and Frank comes back and he's like what is this and I (laughs) thinking nothing thinking nothing of it like I do not think this way I'm like well this happened and so I just like it's over there now and he's like Hillary that's he goes that's disgusting it is disgusting and I said what (laughs) I'm like, why is it just, I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like, it dropped in. I took it out right away. What is like, I don't get it. And he's like, you're, you're literally so gross. And I went, oh, well, (laughs) he's like, I'll go buy you another chocolate bar. And I was like, no, it's here. It's fine. And then what's thrilling is that he actually let it go, which would normally never happen. You know, but he did let it go and it's still here with me. And I ate a piece today. I don't give a fuck, but I, but people are going to say you're proving me wrong because my first impulse was like no this is like you need to get rid of this but if it tastes no, the same I mean, I'm trying to believe you why would it okay but why would it taste different what would what would it well you said that you thought that some water was getting to it right but a little water what would a little water do That's i don't know i feel was. like i don't know i feel like water and chocolate i don't know I don't know. I don't, I can't even, you're right. I will say now that I've been put on the spot, I cannot articulate why it's wrong, but it feels right. Well, Frank, of course, he's like, water's getting up in your butt and then coming out. I'm like, okay, well, I take like 10 baths a day though. So I'm not, I'm not concerned about my baths, but I'm sure it's okay. (laughs) I don't like, I'm the, the, if my butt's the least concern for me, I'm like, and I didn't even, there wasn't even soap in it. I was just literally cold and needing to be in hot water. And then, but like, but I am, but also I am gross. Like I know that about me. Like I, I'm gross. I'm for sure gross. I know I'm gross. I'm a self-proclaimed. I, t- I, sell, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, I'm gross. But I, I I'm, feel like I'm I can gross. identify with that too, though. I don't know why that this is my imagined limit, but this is it. Because I will, if I drop something, and I live in a carpeted place, like it's gross to drop yeah. food and still eat it. And I definitely will do that. It's not gross to me. I tell you, honey, it's not. And the only thing that'd be gross would be like, yeah, I dropped like eggs. Like I dropped scrambled eggs and then I ate like wet food. Of course, I understand yeah. wet food being a little more like it, it, you know, pulls up all the cat hair, dog hair, whatever it is. But like most stuff I'm like, oh, I don't care. And I also, <laughs> even though I'm like famously not religious, I always say God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. I I've never heard that time. before, and I love really? that. That's like a life philosophy. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite phrases from Catholic school, 
And it would be like, if anything fell on the ground and we ate it, we'd go, God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. You know, like that was my five second rule was with Jesus. That is so much yeah. more fun to say than the five second rule. You know, five second rule, and everyone's like, it's like you have to like defend it or something. It's like, no, this is of the Lord and it can't kill me because <laughs> it's of the Lord. It's a mic you drop know? moment. And also you don't, what's great about yeah. that is you don't have to be quick enough to pick it up in five seconds. There's no time limit in four seconds. Right. Oh, you could leave it there an hour at that point. <laughs> One time I like, it was like after the 4th of July and we had had a, we had a, we had like a parade in our neighborhood back home and kids throw chocolate, you know, they throw candy around at each other. And like, so every day after that for the week, I was eating chocolate off the lawn and my mom was like please stop and i'm talking this was like maybe last maybe last year maybe two years ago and i was like literally there's no problem with it it's a twix and a wrapper like it's in a wrapper yeah it was on the lawn but it's just been sitting here like what are you telling me to not do and she was like you know, i'm gonna say if it's in a wrapper like, I, think it's, I do think that's fine right yeah. like and i was like the most that could have happened was it melted and then it got and then it got hard again so <laughs> and I don't have a problem with that. I have no problem with that. And I was eating, I was collecting chocolate on the daily and like, like having like a snack before I went on a walk. Cause it was just, I love that you would just go into the yard to find your snacks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like, like a, a it's like Easter egg hunt minus the plastic Absolutely. Easter egg. Absolutely. So listen, that was my, that was my Sunday night. And then we binged and fell asleep. And well, I, I love how you been. I know. I think we both had really good weekends, though, because <laughs> you magically had like a home renewal, a, a renovation without you being renovation. And I remembered what it's like to be hungover in your thirties, and that was not <laughs> okay. Like, I just—that's why I slept till noon today, which was again. I I promise you, I don't normally do that. That was really dark for me. I was like in another world. Um, but I feel really good today and um, I look forward to next weekend and who we have on the podcast next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everyone's going to be along for the ride, everybody. We are going to have so many fun guests. Oh my God. I mean, just tonight, we have Jeff Hiller coming on next week and then I'm sure schedules will start changing or not next week, but in two weeks we have Stephen Ray Morris, Emily Flake. Amy Beth Solomon, um, Kate McCucci. We're going to have a lot of fun people. So you have stuff to look forward to. And let me say that if you enjoyed this episode and any other episodes of ours, please like, subscribe, leave a review of our beautiful podcast. And if you're so inclined and you're like, damn, I want to tell you about my weekend, let us know like what did you do this weekend we want to know um we're i think we're i think we're definitely going to start sharing these so um if you're like i want to tell you what i did this weekend please email us at this weekend pod at gmail.com and we're going to read them on air it's going to be really interesting i love that and i was going to say even if it's not something you've done i would love to know what like what does a weekend mean to you because i struggled yes. at the start to define that yes I know. And I think that what's so great about the weekend is it means something different to everyone. And yet it means the same thing, right? It's like this cultural thing where we go, 
we collectively understand it, but we go about it differently. And it's, it's kind of an ever evolving, ever changing word. What is the definition for you in this moment, you know, and what did it used to be, you know? When you're a kid, what did the word weekend mean? It, did, I don't even, it didn't even matter so much, but now it really matters. And, um, and except for when like it the weekend mattered more to me as a kid than it does now. Really? In a weird way. Yeah, okay, I don't that's know. Okay, well, that's something to get into next week. Oh my God. Um, well, that's <laughs> it, you guys. I'm Hillary. And I'm Derek. We are the hosts of What You Do This Weekend. And we'll be back <laughs> with more next week. Because we have to go live our lives. We have to have a weekend before we can talk to you again. Bye, listeners. That was What'd You Do This Weekend with Hillary and Derek. And a quick thank you to our band, Caravella. You can follow us at This Weekend Pod on Instagram, where you'll be able to see photographic evidence of our weekends and our guests. And you can send compliments or cease and desist notices to our email at thisweekendpod at gmail.com. Bye.